Jesus Christ. When the politicians keep politicking Before you turn to excessive drinking Spend some time collectively politicking with the show where I don't know You got the list. Because the truth is I don't know man I just I don't know man Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Politinkering slash I Don't Know Man. And with... <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. You don't have to be so condescending. I know, I do. I, I just have to. Uh, with us, as always, is Mr. Sean Faubernetz. Sean Faub. I am Joey Bonnier. And we are joined... Oh, Please wait. What's, what's this? An empty chair. <laughs> we don't have Sean O'Brien here. We're playing hooky without him. We're uh, recording a podcast sans O'Brien. He told us he'd be here, and now he's not. Well, to be fair, he does understand the situation. Yeah. And uh, coincidentally, the last podcast to go out was me and him talking behind your back. Interesting. Yeah. So, it works. Yeah. even I mean, completely unplanned, unless it's like one of those O'Brien, megalomaniacal, three steps ahead sort of things. But I, I don't know if he kinda... can, I, Two steps ahead. I'll give him two layers. <laughs> he's, not, he's not a Joyce yet. Damn. Yet. Aspiring Joyce. Yeah. He might be. Anyways, so I guess- Turn into literally literary (laughs) for more on that. (laughs) Where he'll uh, read to you and we can make fun of him. It's fun. Anyways, so uh, I guess the episode today is a what is happening. We're going to talk about, you know, what's going on? What What, the fuck? What's up? Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'm just trying to- You know what's really funny is me wanting to make it into an 80s sitcom is that before we started, we both pointed to each other at the exact same moment in such an 80s freeze frame style comedy. It was it, great because we were both checking who was going to drive this episode. Yeah. For those of you uh, uh, <laughs> unaware of our situation here, Mr. O'Brien is uh, is the the planner of the group. Uh, uh, Joseph <laughs> in case you and haven't myself, been listening yeah, to the past, I don't know, 50 episodes. Exactly. Joseph and myself are a little bit more fly by the seat of our pants and it is uh, traditional to just kind of point at someone and make them start talking but uh yeah joey won yeah <laughs> <laughs> or lost depending on well, your perspective we, technically we drew, I guess we the, drew lo- first. the uh the audience lost but. <laughs> <laughs> they're always the loser in this yeah. situation okay so i guess what we have to talk about is all the crazy shit that's happening and it can't be as, <laughs> it can't be it can't be as funny as uh, all the shit we're talking about now sean so sorry what, you know dude, put on a frowny face fuck that if it's not funny i'm not even gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna check out like I'll try to make it funny. I mean, because I'll probably have to laugh or I'll cry kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny in a, uh, um, a I don't know, bizarro universe sort of way yeah. in a uh, through the looking glass. Uh, I mean, most of the alternate universe movies were funny. Well, there, there was the, um, I, I'm certainly not a comic book person, but uh, I have been told the tale of uh, a bizarro <laughs> universe where Lex Luthor actually uh, beat Superman. And, really? Yeah. And like the deal was that uh, everything was awesome. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Everything was like super clean and oh, super really? like crime just, free and super so he's like, like perfect. He's supposedly like Trump. He's, <laughs> kind of, he's yeah. a Trump in the, uh, in, the, in the comic book. Exactly. He's some blonde haired douchebag. Or is Lex Luthor with bl- Is he bald? He's bald, yeah. I'm thinking of the wrestler. I always get him confused with the, the look of oh, him. Oh, Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor. Lu- no, Luthor. 
Luger? I think it was Lex Luger. I can't remember. This is why I get them confused. Right on. Yeah. But my point is, he was a like a blonde-haired big dude who used to always do like you know one stupid finishing move. Like you sure you don't mean Rick, Ric Flair? No, I like Ric Woo! Flair. You just wanted to say that. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I set myself up <laughs> <laughs> for an average woo. Yeah. Okay. Good. It peaked and I scared myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our listeners appreciate that. I guess. Yeah. I, I like Ric Flair for what it's worth. I'll compress it so it doesn't hurt as bad for you guys. I know. I figured you would. Or a limiter. <laughs> um, so let's get back to the serious stuff, can I? Mm, well, I don't know if I'm going to be serious. I'll try. But... Well, I'm very curious, honestly. I guess I'll just lead off with this because I'm always curious about what you read in the news and what you- I don't read. What you listen to <laughs> in your audio form uh, or nothing. video All form. Right, we're done. Um. <laughs> so I guess what, what news sources you're reading now? Yeah, and I don't read, uh, so literally nothing. I keep saying that, but you know what? I just assume it. (laughs) No, that is uh, the same thing as our discussion about uh, listening to audiobooks versus reading audiobooks. I'll consider it. I coerced in the end. Uh, you uh no that's not right wish o'brien was here yeah you you, you were coerced into <laughs> I was coerced. thank you yeah you you conceded sure i yeah. did yeah i flip-flopped exactly well as want to yeah do. you were beaten into submission um but what was the question what do you uh <laughs> what are you consuming ah yes what my news? media diet um i have gone pretty much down the uh the black hole into the <laughs> the the shame spiral of uh all of the alternate media I can find in mostly audio podcast form. Uh, so that includes uh, my perennial favorites, uh, uh, the No Agenda show, uh, Justin Robert Young's Politics, Politics, Politics. Um, let's see. So I've been diving into some InfoWars. Uh, definitely been... Uh, in- Alex Jones specifically or just InfoWars? Um, it is... In Infowars, yeah, is kind of like what my portal, and he is much less of uh, a presence as he used to be. Like he used to be, you know, the only thing you would see there. Now he's taking a step back. You think? Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's taking if he's like more of a uh, an architect, and uh, you know, he's always like he calls into his own show, like someone else hosts the Alex Jones show, oh, and I he see. calls in. And, okay, like, it's really weird. That is but, weird. Yeah, I think he's either just like sitting on a fat <laughs> pile of money or just knee deep in research constantly. Okay. Uh, uh, um, research. I, I'm going to put some air quotes around those, you know, for everyone, but. Well, I mean, he's certainly doing research. Yeah, I mean, checking Twitter. Well, no, uh, um, there is uh, no. You're, you're talking about Trump. Uh, Alex, oh, no, no, no. Alex <laughs> they're Jones, not one of the same. No, they are certainly of not. Of course not. Uh, <laughs> the um, the Jones himself is uh, certainly full of information. The spin that they put on it and the the uh, pontifications that come thereof might not necessarily be in line with tradition, sure. but uh, the information is still all the same as, as all the other news sources. Um. Okay, we'll get back to that. Do you have any? <laughs> uh, I don't. I want to argue that point very harshly, but let's kind of. I want to move on to what other. Is there any other stuff you want to list that you listen to? Um. That's been my. I guess my main diet. You know, I hop into the. Oh, Russia Today certainly. Okay. Um. The. Do you uh, watch that or do you listen? Uh, that's more of a watching situation. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't really know why. It just happens to be on my Apple TV or my uh, Fire Stick. So. Is the stuff that we just watched, the uh, the, the Russian J- Daily Show dude, is that the guy who you like? Oh, that's uh, Redacted Tonight. Um, that's What do you watch bes- if you don't watch that? I'm- uh, usually just the live feed, so whatever happens to be I on. see. Okay, so that's like just kind of basic 
uh, whatever news is going on. Like that's where you get your like day to day. Well, quite quite honestly, usually uh, what it's been lately is I'll flip on uh, CNN Go, and then when CNN Go goes to commercial, they just go to a black screen that's silent, and <laughs> the silence makes my head scream. So I have to find something to to fill that void. No, and- I comp- I, this is where me and you uh, definitely intersect. I cannot have any silence in my life. Yeah, yeah, that's just horrific. Yeah, it is painful. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that void is then usually filled with like Russia Today, and then I forget to go back to CNN, and you know. That's where we're at. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Wow. I guess fair enough. I'll just yeah. Tell, what's tell your media what, what I listen to? But I do want to talk about all those because those are a lot more interesting than mine. Because mine, I feel, do span a wide variety. I'll give you a, mostly. I would say I check CNN for day to day stuff, like what the fuck mm-hmm. is going on, and then I really go all over the map. Oh, um, I, I should list uh, just Google News in general. Okay, like, so for I, like that. That basic is, shit. I guess the the reading I do. Yeah, just the kind of like okay. daily headline sort of thing. So most of my news I get on my iPad and my phone. I would say right on. Uh, sometimes my computer if I'm taking a time to go on the computer and the internet. I'm all internet news. So I'll get check CNN.com. And then I really do like to get a lot of right-wing stuff. Um, mostly because I'm, I, both I get right-wing and left-wing, but mostly I will check Breitbart because I'm curious what the fuck they're thinking about, honestly, and mm. what's going on. And I read uh, comment sections in Breitbart. No, no you're enemy. Uh, yeah, exactly. By the way, reading comment sections in Breitbart is maybe the most soul-sucking thing a human being can do. Uh, I, I stay away from comments in general. Uh, be careful. That's that's yeah. difficult. That really I loses barely your read faith Facebook in a lot of comments, stuff. Like- uh, anyways, but yeah, so then I'll check really crazy shit. Uh, and I wanted to talk about this because I talk. I really do check the Daily Stormer and Stormfront. I'll, what are those? Uh, those are neo-Nazi white nationalist uh, websites. Yeah. Um, the Daily Stormer. Oh. Oh, Fuck your mother. We'll pause. Hey, we're back. Sorry about that. There's just a little technical difficulty. Anyways, I was uh, going on about listening and, and wa- not really listening, reading the Daily Stormer and Stormfront, uh, two white nationalist Nazi websites. Um, and I just think, it's, yeah, it's important to know your enemy in that, all, in that entire sense. And uh, I do want to see the worst of the anti-Semite mainstream stuff that's out there um, for, you know, obvious personal reasons. <laughs> just kind of self-loathing. <laughs> no, check it on my safety, you know, all that and seeing yeah. who wants to kill me. <laughs> just Everyone. curious. Yeah, exactly. Unless I check, <laughs> mm, yeah, pretty much everyone. Okay. So, anyways, check that. Um, I also read uh, MSNBC, The Guardian. Uh, I like to read The Economist once in a while. Mm. Um, but I also read Drudge. Uh, Drudge is also a good right wing and Fox News sometimes. But mm. I really do track Drudge a lot because Drudge is so interesting to me the way they have one headline. So, I like to keep track of what their real big headline is mm. it's, and what really they think should drive the news and should, you know, re- lead the news. So that's kind of interesting to me how this big news right-wing aggregate has one headline. So it's something you can kind of focus on. Anyways, um, so I like that. And um, I haven't recently, but uh, you reminded me I do like to pop over to BBC once in a while. Uh, I I wish I did. I don't do that quite as much. I do The Guardian for kind of British news. Mm. Um, But I should check more. I do check also, I forgot, Israel websites because I'm obsessed with Israel in many reasons. But I read Haaretz NJ Post, JerusalemPost.com. Uh, which BB- is probably the two sides that you could check left and right. BBC was always just a little bit more calm take on the news. Like it seems like this past year or so, especially with the Brexit <laughs> and shit, it hasn't been as much as I've been hoping for. Sorry for rambling, by the way. I'm like going off here. Um, I think it's a that's, podcast. I know, but I'm like, <laughs> like talking like I'm on Coke or something. Um, anyways, it's just coffee. Yeah. A lot of coffee. I, I mean, that's what happens. Cause I love the taste of coffee. I chug mm. it and I'm not used to it. I get jittery uh, and it acts you know. Yeah, I pretty much gave up coffee for a long time, so now it actually does something for me. 
I love coffee. My mm. God, the taste of coffee. <laughs> it really was interesting because I really do believe it's an acquired taste because when you're a kid, there's no way you like coffee. I can't. I, you can't grow up as like a six-year-old drinking a cup of coffee and liking. Uh, there's yeah, no way. I did. Uh, the, well, the, that's the thing, though. I drink my coffee now the same way I did when I was six, which is lots of cream, lots of sugar. Okay, it's like so, candy. Yeah, yeah, essentially. I mean, it's, I do it's, too. Though. It's almost like chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> I like it like that too. That'd be fair. I mean, I I would drink it black and I'll drink espresso or whatever, but I still I love. It. I think it's the smell. The smell mm. is more is more enticing than the actual taste of coffee. It's one of the most addictive substances. I would put it up there in the, in the top five smells of the world. Yeah. You know, and obviously I haven't smelled some of the best flowers of the world or all whatever, you know. Jesus. But I'm flowers pretty- Flowers overrated. Flowers overrated? It's got to be like a pure rose. It's got to smell like better than any shitty perfume. Wouldn't you agree? Just always reminds me, I think it was like a Farside cartoon or something where like the aliens came down and cut off our sex organs and used them as- Oh no, that would have been uh, Futurama. <laughs> okay. I like you said flowers are the sex second. organs of plants. It's just kind of like you know okay. a weird display of like weirdness. So that's what you go to. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, actually, I do want to know more. Honestly, about Russia today. Would you today. like to know more? <laughs> yeah, I want to know more about <laughs> Russia today and uh, Infowars. Uh, I want to know more about both of those. What do you want to know? I guess I want to know. Um, well, what's what do you think? I'm surprised you you don't know the obvious. Uh, stigma behind them. Certainly, that's why I watch them. Okay, so you watch them with like an open mind, kind of thinking, I'm worried about what they do, or you watch them with them like, that's the only news I listen to? No, no, I mean, my my specific uh, uptake of intake of those types of medias as of recent has literally been for this show. I mean, you, know, you guys balance, like, the... I, I, there's no sense in us all watching the same media sources and then just coming in here and parroting fucking everything we've heard. The the only way that this actually becomes useful is if we all bring in some sort of. I like it. I've, I've told you before. I I think it's great. I um, mean, that's sausage all over the table. No, but, no. Yeah. I think it's good. And even if you weren't on a podcast, I think it's good. Well, uh, no, I mean, it certainly stems from my from my interest. Like you know, the whole uh, I was I was like uh, twenty when nine or just turning twenty one when nine eleven happened and. And uh, I spent a lot of time in uh, basement watching Alex Jones, and you know, there I was definitely. Uh, uh, Did a, you believe in the nine eleven conspiracies? Uh, or do you I still? still kind of curious. I forget. Yeah, I, I'm not one hundred percent convinced on anything. Is gotcha. really what it comes down to. I, I, I just I don't believe anyone about anything. I, I can I don't ever believe the government. I don't ever believe the media. So I I just kind of think would as you, many sources as I can get. Would you theoretically believe a, a government in, that was hypothetically good in your mind um is there a government on this in this world that you believe well that, let's I just mean, take every government right now which is there one you believe well that's the th like you know i i cited bbc as a source of media so i guess you say the uk <laughs> well i mean i certainly above our pbs interesting I, so do you i'm kind of curious so that kind of means do you hold the uk and and if you will russia maybe in some ways is in the highest regard no it's just that external perspective so our okay. our media is just so homogenized and has become such a uh, Sorry, a mouthpiece for the the government essentially so <laughs> it, it's because Come, you know, I mean, it has it is flipping because of Trump right now. But um, uh, I, I agree that they are generally biased by uh, individually, um, and and definitely media outlets are biased too. I don't deny that too. That's clear. Um, I just don't. I just have a problem with with a lot of skewed news as your only source. That's all. I wish you would read a little bit more of the lefty or the or the just 
try to center even Fox News or something more like center of the line. <laughs> That's all. Uh, Just maybe, and you don't have to like read it in the sense that you can read it almost like I read Breitbart. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm certainly- You should read MSNBC is what you should read. Uh, well, I, that's the thing. I read everything like you read Breitbart. Like I, I, I hold that's everything fair, in the same amount I of want, skepticality. But you still should get both sides. That's, I, I and, try to. And still, you can still be skeptical of both sides, but, but I just- quite honestly, the majority of the other side comes from you guys. So I, I feel that's that fair. that my balance is that's it, more than fair, and and that is the kind of the concept of this show. I, think. I also would plead you and most and everyone else to read. Um, you have to read. You I know and I understand you have an issue with it being dyslexic. That's like me being horrible to you to say you have to read, but mm. you know it's just one way to get a news source that I really do believe is different because you're not. When you listen to someone talk, you get so much difference out of it, with whether it's tone or, or, or power or, or emotion behind it, everything. And the context, of course, it's just, it really changes so much to me that you have to get some sort of reading done. That's all. To stay informed, in, in my mind. I, I certainly understand that, but I guess my counterpoint would be my consumption of uh, Trump's book. <laughs> and the 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 point that I've brought up many times before in that hearing, I like, yeah, uh, you don't have to defend yourself to me. I guess I'm not really talking to. Oh you. No, 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 I'm not talking about listening to the book. I'm just talking about the the another voice. So the idea of uh, when I listened to Trump's book, it wasn't Trump reading it. It was some other fairly normal sounding uh, intelligent I really person do wish she read that it. was reading that book to me. Damn. And so that that's kind of my counter argument for the reading thing mm -hmm. is that I will put then my. Sort Sort of uh, sanity over what is being read, rather than okay. the person, the perspective that it's coming from. And to me, everything is perspective these days. There, there almost is no truth. You know, listen to everyone, and somewhere in the middle is the truth. But uh, okay, okay, I don't quite agree. I gotta say, I think there is not necessarily a perfect hundred percent truth in most people, but there is some objective truth in certain stories, and there there are I, facts. You have to agree. Uh, or do you agree? Are you part of this post fact world? Is what we're calling it now? Well, I mean, this is, is just, there a fact? Like, that, that's do you the believe thing. anything? Like, if we if we talk about like a court of law, you know, there there really isn't such a thing as like fact. It's it's the idea of really? what is agreed upon as the history or as the story. You know, the the idea is that everything is submitted as evidence, but it's not necessarily hmm. uh, you know everything is questionable. So the the idea. Idea that there is the, the I mean this you know I, I don't know else to um to convince you but it's tough to because our government is not a great government to try to be, like be the, like please believe in us well but the, the I, problem I, is what that, I would try to do honestly right now is I would plead with you to try to trust your government I know that sounds insane to you but that's what I'm gonna try to do okay that, and it kind of that's what I've been shouting at everyone <laughs> that has been fucking you know going off the on how horrible of that Trump sentence, is by the way kind of made me cringe yeah uh, I mean like but you I, here's the thing is you just still have to be skeptical, but you only have to be skeptical to a point. I really think to be fully skeptical is wrong because there's got to be some sort of right answer if everything – I just don't believe there's no right answer and no objective truth out there in, in, in No, news. no. I mean obviously there is what actually happened, but with what – the stories that we get are always going to be skewed. Okay. They're always going to have a perspective. So two people can watch a crime happen and they can both see it in different ways. Both of those people have different truths. Those things both happen, but they saw them with a different light and saw them with a different you, uh, history. Do you really think they're it. perfectly 50, 50%? 
I'm sorry? You think like they're always 50-50? Like it always well, boils always out like to be like one is right, one is could be wrong, 50-50 chance? Oh, no. No, not at all. I'm I mean, just, like it seems like you're weighing it like that every time. Um, I... Uh, do you know what I'm, do you understand my point? No, I, I, I think the, the thing is that everything has equal, uh, burden of proof. So re- regardless of the That's source, true. the burden I, I of grant, proof is still the same. I grant you that. I guess what I'm saying is, uh, you're, it seems like you're like automatically imposing a false equivalency, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, automatically imposing distrust. That's fair. I I wouldn't co-distrust. I think a healthy amount of skepticism is what you should go for. Yeah. And, and that word is different to me. And uh, I don't want to be O'Brien right now and go no, on words, but yeah. I do think Someone's that's- gotta. But distrust is like automatically not accepting anything on purpose. No, I, I guess my distrust is You should is at least just... hear the government out for whatever it is and then decide based on what you think they, li- they would lie about and what you think they wouldn't lie about. Well, there are certain things that clearly no person would lie about. And or if they could, they're very easily testable and checkable. Right. And there's public record, blah blah blah. Right. You would grant those. Right. So those are facts. We, yes, is is as much as we can know. You know, okay. there 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 is a certain amount of uncertainty to everything. You know, there is uh, a a. Nothing is 100%, and that is why the scientific method exists, so that we question everything and that we continue to question everything. Again, that's all good. I'm all on board with everything you just said. (laughs) I just think you need to get—I'm going to make one more plea. I think you What is it that I'm missing? You're missing the American government's opinion. You're getting every other foreign government's opinion and Alex Jones, but you're not getting the left wing and the center of America. Well, that, that's why I tune into CNN until they go to commercial. And break. I understand and you're also I... getting it from me and O'Brien, and that's fair. I well, I, no, and that's just. Uh, the... But I think you'd be better served, and this isn't also just for you. Okay, this is for everyone else. Right, right. To get both sides. That's all I'm saying. Oh, certainly, everyone should be exposed to. I mean, that is a huge problem in America right now. Is everyone being so uh, so isolated? And what do they call that? The, um, the information bias or confirmation bias. The idea that you know you all of our Facebook feeds are being whittled down to the same people. So right wing people are only seeing right wing things in their feeds, and left wing people are only seeing left wing. Things. I think it's a real and, problem. Yeah. And I think, honestly, this problem is more on the left than the right. I will admit that. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, no I, no, I think it's just because you see the left because your your feet is tailored towards the left. Maybe, but I want to p- give you a stat, which is kind of interesting that you might know about already, is yeah. that the people who will unfriend you or block you on Facebook, oh. <laughs> you know who they are. They're, more likely liberal, I assume. They're more likely liberal. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, traditionally, those are the people that get offended. Like, they're the ones asking for safe rooms. Like. Of course, that's true. <laughs> I just think that... Um, they're, they're the ones who are theoretically cutting off, not theoretically, physically cutting off other people's opinions. To a Republican, a safe room is bulletproof. Yeah. Is it like a panic room? Yeah, exactly. Jody Foster and shit, you know. They were selling a shitload of those after 9-11. Yeah. They were really stupid. Bomb shelters and panic rooms, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if like, yeah, Trump will make an increase Well, in it that. was only stupid because nothing else happened. After 9-11. Yeah. But it's, it's warranted from 9-11. Yeah. When you think about it statistically and historically, it is the worst attack on American soil. Uh, the worst foreign attack, certainly. Oh, what's the worst domestic? What is, do you mean? Uh, weren't some, oh, the Jack Civil Gettysburg? War battle? No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay sure. Uh, I w- yeah, I'm not counting that. Okay, I guess what, you're right. Isn't that like 10,000 or something? 15,000? Uh, 53. 53,000? Yeah. 
Fuck. Yeah, that's that's well no, that's well, 53,000 in total, total, right? It's you know both it's still. Okay. Antietam is 20 something in a day. So yeah, yeah, I'm not including the Civil War. Okay, sure. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> it's the worst but terrorist attack. Worse certainly. than Pearl Harbor and look what we did with Pearl yeah, Harbor. Yeah, what was Pearl Harbor? Do you know the numbers there? I think that was 2000. I mean, this She's, is horrible. Is that what, yeah, like I body count. Is no, that a fucking like stat? I said that, it's like, horrible. I shouldn't minimize No, these, no, but, I was just agreeing at the same time as you, man. I, I think we both discussed it ourselves I, like simultaneously. <laughs> like, Yeah, is, why is, am I obsessed with the a, ranking of that? That's pretty... Well, you no, know, that's that's know, it's weird. a very natural course of questioning. Like that is well, that I mean, is historically, like, I think it's important. It's to know what how America's reacted to specifically dire situations, right? But also the um, is is body count the only way to measure that attack? So the idea that the ramifications, the web that spread out from that three thousand people and on nine yeah. eleven was a well, I guess the ramifications after Pearl Harbor were a little bit more. Uh, more extreme. <laughs> we ended up dropping a couple of nukes. <laughs> also, uh, <laughs> I mean, Japan was the one battle of Midway from literally, you know, putting three carriers on the coast of LA. So that's yeah. not that crazy we're talking about. Exactly. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> let's not get into history. I'll nerd out too much. Let's go back to what we were talking about. We're talking about news sources, but mm. I also wanted to. <laughs> Can I just move this along to something else and, and no have no segue? You're in charge, man. You, I just really feel bad without segues. I feel like it doesn't have connective tissue and it, it's. I need it, O'Brien. Yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> it becomes a a missed segue when you point it out. But if you just talk about the next thing, but it it's just not too, a great transition. It just feels too disjointed, and and feel like talking about it is my transition. Really? Because I it's just smoother. I just change things on a dime, man. It feel like it's a smoother curve up the way. If I can get you guys to talk about something else, I figure that's a victory. I'll take it. <laughs> Anyways, I have a correction. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, Joey's fuck. corrections that everyone hates. Yeah, Sorry. Do we have a... Uh, that uh, works. Whatever. Right. That'll yeah. be my sound. Yeah. Sure. That's Anyways, <laughs> earlier, like this is a correction from a few podcasts. Oh, I got one. I apologize. Um, I love Jesus. There we go. Fuck. You, <laughs> you really nailed that one down, huh? Okay. That was, uh, that was a drop, people. Anyways. Oh, yeah, that's right. Joe, or, uh, uh, Wheeler yelled at me. I got to like change the sound and make it sound like you're on the phone or something. No, it's good. Because <laughs> I think that's the point of a drop is to be able to fool the audience a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. It helps sometimes. Yeah. Maybe not for that specific one. Eh, I wasn't on. talking about Jesus. Um, I love Jesus. At that time, I was talking about Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the point is, I want to make a correction. Sorry for this horrible segue. Anyways, <laughs> the UN Security Council. I was talking it's more about, horrible when you pointed it out. <laughs> I was talking about the United Nations here. This is very interesting, people. The United Nations. This is sure to rivet you. It's as interesting as maps. I know. Okay. The United Nations. I really probably said something stupid. I think I said something like, oh, there's like seven nations in the Security Council and Russia's not a part of it or something like that. I think yeah. you did this correction already. Or are you correcting a correction? I'm correcting a correction. Jesus Christ. I don't think I actually did this correction. I think you did. I'll do it again. Unless you just like did it in my sleep, but I'm pretty sure I heard this Maybe one. you're dreaming about my corrections. That's possible. Someone cares about it more than me. I, I dream about how wrong you are all the time. <laughs> it is a fantasy. <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> Anyways, so the Security Council only has five people. Five per... Well, I'm sorry. Wow, that was wrong. Make a correction here. Jesus Christ. They have five permanent voting veto members of the Security Council, and the Council racist. is made up of... Wow, I didn't even do the Wikipedia. I think 15 nation states that have kind of switched in and out, but there are five permanent members. Now you're going to need another correction for your correction because you didn't look up how many fucking people there were. I, I you actually were trying to correct and then you didn't have the fucking right number. Right here, I didn't. F- I, I think it's 15. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm making a correction. I think I'm right this time. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, I was right. Jesus. All right, let's not go crazy. It was 15, okay? <laughs> Fucking fake news over there. It's 15. Jesus I'm checking Christ. right Just here. Making shit Look, up as you, you go. can check. It's uh, a pretty big number. <laughs> I, uh, I see a big number on there. I don't know what it means. Okay. <laughs> the blue ones are the permanent members. The green ones are the non-permanent members. Uh, right That's all there is to it. So the five members. Do you want to know? The, Actually, let's see if so you can guess So there's 20 them. in total. Huh? No, there's 15. What? There's <laughs> 15 members in total. Oh, oh! I thought you were saying there's 15 non, non-veto no, members. Sorry. And, okay. There are, uh, there's 15 in total. So there's correct. 10 non, non-voting, is it? Or non- uh, Non-veto power. All right. They all have voting power. And their their votes all count equally? It's not like a- uh, Their votes uh, all count equally, but five of them get to veto at any time they fucking want. Weird. Very weird. Undemocratic. And one veto rules strange. them all? One veto rules them all. Crazy. And this is the kind of the point we got to get to because this is kind of going to lead me into Israel. It's like some godfather shit. Really weird for the United Nations. But, you know, this was a post-World War II thing that really was designed to- could be careful against certain nations this is because why England's we knew. Brexiting. Uh, yeah, sure, you can throw it there. I, yeah, why not? A little bit. I mean, in that they were both post World War II, but the, there's a very different part. Okay. Anyways, this is uh, the five members. I want to see if you can guess them. The five members. The five. I'm sorry. The five veto, uh, the veto members, members. The permanent members. Uh, so it's got to be U.S., China, or yeah, yeah, U.S., yeah, two. China, uh, Russia. Okay. Uh, U.K. Good. And Germany? Incorrect. They would uh, not put Germany in the member. This is post World War oh, yeah. II. <laughs> that's a bad move. <laughs> the UK. Well, that, that's why they have the. the didn't I say the UK? No, you said France. No, I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Then it's France. No, oh, you yeah. switched one of them. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> right on. Either way. Uh, yeah, I was thinking France, but I think we've talked about this before. My bad. Well, yeah. either way, you were correct. China, Russia, France, UK, US. Um, and it's interesting because basically. This recent vote uh, about it's all commies and Israel cheese eaters was. They're usually here's the thing: is the UN won. There's a there's a word that word that everyone adjective uses to describe the UN, and it is toothless. Mm. You'll look at this and you'll see this in every fucking article everyone that's writes that about the UN. From that it's Disney toothless. Movie, it's right? toothless. It's a, okay. That's the word. And you know what? It's kind of true. It means they don't have any real power. Mm. They have some power in the sense that they have like a minor force that can keep peace. They have like a few like. APCs, like, you know, armored protection carrier kind of things. But I don't think they have many tanks. They don't really have a force. So they need a proper dragon trainer. They also don't really go in and invade anyone. They just kind of help people out, which is in general. But but here's the thing is— They're a blue red cross. Okay. I'll take it. Um, they just be the they have a lot of problems in many ways. And and also because now there's just simply a lot of countries now— I think this is actually an interesting point that leads us to a larger point— that simply— vote in weird ways. We got to be honest and have governments that I disagree with personally. And that I think that are, I would say, uh, on the <laughs> negative end of the human rights scale, if I have to put them there. And I den- generally vote on, on that kind of index. I think who is really treating their humans <laughs> the best? Mm-hmm. Let's, that's how their I human rank. human resources? Yeah. The HR department of each government Jesus. is how I rank them. <laughs> Okay, whatever. That's uh, really HR weird. in and of itself is a uh, giant propaganda bullshit. I, by the way, I always one. think of the HR rep from uh, Archer. What's her name? I love her. Oh, Pam? Pam. Yeah. She's such a great character. Is she HR? Yeah, she's she the HR manager. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah. She's always just kind of there. Because she used to have the puppets. Remember, she used to like kind of oh, that's right. like, talk to Archer that was like and try to explain things. Season one. Yeah, yeah, I like it old school. I'm, Damn. A, I'm a hipster. Keeping it old school. Anyways. You watch Archer on vinyl? <laughs> I would. I would mm-hmm. watch Archer on vinyl. Yeah. That's how hipster I am. You know, I don't think I'm a hipster because I just said that. Mm. I don't know how I feel about all this. Yeah. It's, I think we uh, should move on. 
some sort of aurora borealis. <laughs> okay. I want to make a pun, but I don't want to make a pun. Okay. Um, so the UN, they recently had a vote about uh, Israel's security, whatever, sorry, settlements. Shouldn't have said security. I'm all mm. up in the Security Council. Um, and the US famously, infamously, notoriously did not apply their veto, which they generally do for most of these resolutions that concern Israel. So it was a break in longstanding policy for Obama Wait, and in general. Take a step back. What were we voting on? They were voting on, and it's tough because the, it, there's a very specific wording, but I'll, I'll try to see if I can explain it yeah. properly. This um, is like the uh, the California ballot initiatives. You got to like read them 18 times and figure out what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, because everyone kind of goes crazy about the details here. But yeah. you know, the details are specific and important because they apply to specific areas and people are sensitive, of course, about literally Jerusalem, the most religious place mm, in the entire world. The stolen city. So the the basic wording of it was kind of like everything passed through the green line, which is the 1967 borders, the borders that are after the Six-Day War in Israel, mm. were going to be considered illegal if the Israelis built on it and everything built on it was illegal. Theoretically, considering East so Jerusalem- Delegitimizing all the settlements. Correct. Gotcha. Calling them illegal under an inter international right. law. And that includes Jerusalem. It all, includes- East, All of Jerusalem, right? Or just well, East Jerusalem? Well, actually, in some ways, it no, not not all of it, but East Jerusalem, and I believe the old city as well. Um, the I old don't, city is in East, I thought, right? Kind of, yes, okay. yes. I'll, I'll, yes, kind of, yeah. Why not? But it's not, it's not considered East Jerusalem technically. They Dude, consider, I've been to Canada. Like, there's everything I know is, is from like cartoons I've seen the on the thing internet. Is, you're, like, when you talk about Jerusalem, it's like wow. It is like you know the borders are kind of crazy, and you know it's it's very disputed in many well, it's ways. It's like but, the difference between Hollywood and West Hollywood, right? <laughs> No, uh, no, it's not. I don't think people uh, in West Hollywood would be happy in East Jerusalem. Although it'd be make for a great reality show. I figured it was the other show. way around. They would either West would not, Hollywood would be the Jewish. Israeli. You know what? That's I, that's wrong of me to say. You know, East Jerusalem is actually pretty modern. I would say in some mm. ways. Um, by the way, well, it's mostly Jewish Israeli now, isn't it? East Jerusalem? No, no, it's mostly Arab. That's oh, Arab, really? uh, majority. Yeah, I, I thought they were like uh, kind of slowly pushing them. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, but uh, we're talking a couple thousands, maybe gotcha. tw 20, Still 30. Still real low percentage. Yeah, I think okay. we're talking like 500,000 people living in East Jerusalem, gotcha. Palestinians. I'll look it up. But the point is, and all of the settlements, like you said, in the West Bank, which mm. were, you know, there's a lot of them. I believe there's 400,000 or so, like something like that. 400,000 people? No, you know what? It's more. It's like 500 to 600,000 Israelis uh, that currently live okay. in the West Bank. Gotcha. So they basically- How many Palestinians- I, bl I believe it's a million and a half. I'm okay. sorry if I get that wrong. Maybe a two million. Let me just- I'm uh, just looking for a general I, idea I think that's a good ballpark. I'm, I'll here. check it out just to make sure. Right on. Um, but do you, I guess my question is, um, I don't even know what a question is, honestly, <laughs> because I was talking about the UN and um, I, I don't know, like- uh, how well, do you f It seems very crazy, by the way, the fact that we have this veto in general and the fact- We've been we've had it for well, so long. Yeah, no let's, one's. Let's cycle back to the UN thing real quick. Sure. Though. So the the thing that they were voting on was going back to these was it 1967 right uh, green line. So the post war. Uh, uh, borders essentially. Correct. So all Israelis would have to push back from everything that's in okay. the, the West Bank. <laughs> yeah, it gets complicated. Or is it is it extraction of all of the Jewish people, or that's, is it okay? So yes, you're right. You hit kind of the nail on the head in many ways. Okay. Uh, the idea of solution of peace is really the answer or the the question here. How do we get a peace 
deal. And most people, well, are used to say, and it's kind of changing, which is kind of sad because I do agree with this, is a two-state solution, mm -hmm. which is Israel and Palestine are their own states living next to each other. Mm -hmm. um, now, obviously, that Palestinian state has to have physical boundaries in some way. Yeah. So people believe it would be in the West Bank and obviously Gaza. But Gaza's kind of already their own independent thing without, well, okay, that's yeah, well, they already, disputed. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, but essentially, this is what they did in Gaza, right? They they closed down all of the settlements and pushed all of the Jewish people out of there. That's it, correct, yeah. Is this exactly the same thing that we'd be doing in the West Bank that happened in Gaza, or is it like a modified version of that? No, it's pretty much that, only okay. the Jewish community is— more entrenched. There's way, way more of them. Um, and the in Jew the West Bank than in there the were in Gaza. And okay. the Jewish community in West Bank is very, very uh, much more historically obsessed and biblically obsessed. I, mm. I mean that because of specific uh, of sites. Uh, Hebron or the Cave of Machpelah. Cave of Machpelah is where we believe Abraham and, and Isaac and, and Jacob. And oh, so they're like- They're putting buried the, there. But they're putting so, these settlements around like correct. holy so there's places a, there's to like, like a couple different try and kind. plant a flag essentially. That's part of it. Um, I want to talk about settlements though specifically it's because- like they're playing Starcraft. Yeah, it is kind of. Like get uh, your base. And, but there's multiple reasons for them. So yeah. there, some of them are very- um, are very ideological. Mm -hmm. Like and some of them, you know, are like kind of we want this land almost on like a socialist laborist kind of perspective. Like we want to build on this land because we want to come here and build it. Because mm -hmm. there was a lot of empty land and there still is a lot. I mean, and so there, at back in like the 20s and 30s when the Zionism was crazy, it was a lot of socialist Jews that left Russia and Europe and mm -hmm. came to Israel and were like, oh, we're going to build kibbutzes and these communes and take the land back and kind of be farmers. So there's that whole aspect of it there. Then there's the whole aspect of obviously the, the religious aspect of it. So mm -hmm. they will build it in near the religious sites and be like, we we believe this was in the Bible, Jews own this land. And then there's also the security kind of ones, people who believed in so much in the state of Israel that they also want to kind of be a safety mechanism or a border or a, a, a canary in the coal mine, if you will. Yeah. Um, those are all reasons that can be combined or separated or whatever. I'm just saying those are, I'll give you three ideological type of reasons. Yeah. Um, and they're all lower. Like they can be considered part of like the suburbs of East Jerusalem or all the way up, you know, the Jordan River down to crazy, you know, low, you know, in, in the, the hills of near Beersheba. Like, so kind of a wide, wide variety and all over. And interspersed, that's the key, is they're all interspersed with Palestinian communities. Yeah. So it's very, very difficult to simply eject them and do all this stuff to them, what? physically. I, I mean, just from an objective standpoint. Yeah, well, I mentioned this to you. You didn't seem too keen on the analogy at uh, one point, but uh, I, I, I still see this as like essentially a reverse gerrymandering, um, you know, from a, uh, a higher higher view, from a macroscopic view. Uh, the the idea, basically, when the after the uh, Israeli state won the the six day war, they decided not to make Easter or uh, I'm the sorry, West Bank the West Bank part of yeah, uh, they did not annex part of it. Israel. Technically, but they occupied it, if you will. Well, yeah, and again, a big, that's going to be disputed if I even use that word. Just but go ahead. from my understanding, a big part of the reason they didn't uh, want to occupy it is because they didn't want to legitimize all of the Islamic people that were living there. So they didn't necessarily want to give them voting rights because that would have made so it impossible to do the things that people they really don't like do. talking about. This really um, is this like a no, no, no. I will talk about it. It's fine, um, and some people will talk about it, but it's kind of. Uh, it's gauche to talk about the demographics, if you will. Uh, that's the way I put it. it it's, it's like, uh, but you should absolutely talk about it because Jews want to retain this idea of a Jewish national character, mm -hmm. which means to them, honestly, a Jewish majority. 
Um, right now, there's, a, I think, I believe, and I'm sorry, I'm pretty sure a million and a half Israeli Arabs. Okay. Um, Muslim, clearly. In the West Bank? In the, no, no. Or, I'm in, sorry. In, I'm sorry. Uh, in mainland uh, Israel. Okay. In the West Bank, there, I think there are about a million and six or okay. something like that. And then the rest are Jews. So there's like 500, 600,000 settlements. So I, I was pretty close on that. Anyways, um, the point is that Jews, if they did theoretically annex that, they would take on all these Arab, um, Palestinian uh, you know, citizens mm-hmm. and give them voting rights and blah, blah, blah. And one, they're worried about that theoretically because they don't like the idea of them, you know, demographically outshining them. Now, one, this is, seems to be physically untrue. Like the Jews still are like crazy breeders, the religious ones. So they seem, <laughs> this sounds horrible, but it's true. They, they're obsessed with this stuff. They talk about like who has the more kids and stuff I like that. I feel like all really religious people are breeders. You're right. I, well, one, that's the birth control thing. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And my my Catholic grandmother had 12 children. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, uh, I, I don't think that is necessarily— I think that's across the board here. Yeah. It's also, you know, in a culture where uh, children are less likely to reach old age, you want to have uh, sure. a few backups. And I would say if you be religious, you tend to be more on the— uh, sounds bad. Primitive or agrarian technique. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's and the, maybe you know more kids, more hands, is more exactly. You know, and yeah. that's the way it was, and you know, on the farm. You know, yeah. I know all about that. Well, even if you're not on a farm, you like the a lot of the idea of religion is holding on to those old ideas, and you know the way that it was is the way that it's supposed to be. Sure, so, you of know, course. you don't need those kids on the farm, but you still. That's just the thing that's been beaten into you as the way a man is. Okay, so I want to get your opinion about all this stuff because I'm curious about an outsider's opinion about um, one Israel, but also America because you're clearly an American citizen. And uh, wow, Did that was a weird, check? weird tone. Uh, what? Did you ever check? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't really give a shit. Yeah. Anyways, um, so how do you feel about the U.S. consistently vetoing everything except for this? They they famously abstained, which meaning every other vote in this settlement vote that I was mm-hmm. just describing passed with 14 other votes. So everyone voted yes. Okay. The U.S. abstained. Um, so the vote did go through, though, went with through. us abs- abstaining. Correct. I mean, it's 14 to Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Um, this is the first time we didn't vote with Israel, right? In a while, um, I wouldn't say always, but um, in Obama's tenure, I believe this is a this is a this is a break. Where a did we vote on Gaza? Well, or was that even here's the same the thing. thing? Okay, yeah. How did Gaza so, go down? I f- well, I forget, and I don't know. I would still I guess that, that the U.S. went pretty thing, much. They they le- they pretty much went with Israel with, on most most of their stuff. Yeah. Um, they might have criticized them slightly on a few things, but they pretty much. I mean, they supplied them the Iron Dome and stuff like that. Not Iron Dome, but you know. Stuff like that, Patriot missiles, whatever. Hold on, let me move back to this because <laughs> the point is, um, what? Uh, this is a specifically now. Um, I don't know. Do you do you think that this specific vote has? It's the political move. It's the we don't agree with you, but like you know, we still. So you just your- it's, I, I kind of view it like this too. It's kind of a fuck you to Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, right before Obama leaves. Um. Yeah. Well, Obama's been doing a lot of weird shit before he's uh, he's burning the fucking building down before he leaves. Um. But the okay, let's I, get back to that in one second. <laughs> we'll put a pin in that. Uh. Yeah. I. I don't know that it was necessarily. Uh, timing of world leaders shifting as it was the the timing of the shifting of America's uh, disposition in general towards that situation. Um, I, okay. th- I think America in general is less 
um, completely blindly supportive of Israel. Uh, Israel has, you know, basically established themselves as the dominant force there. And uh, be- believe it or not, like it or not, America is really built and still believes in the underdog. And that is always, I think, going to be a part of our uh, our backing of things. I don't necessarily agree. Okay, underdog, I'll grant you. I think also specifically democracies that look like us or 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 are closest to our form of government. Right. Oh no, no. We, we certainly support that idea. But the idea now is that it, the the idea of the underdog is essentially that you know uh, Israel is fine and Israel is going to be okay and Israel is the world power there. So it is kind of incumbent upon them to reach out to the lower people. Well, it's not. Incumbent upon the lower people to come up to them, but then the underdog would be the Palestinian people. Yeah. So the, why doesn't the U.S. reach out to them? Well, it, it, this is a a slow transition. We can't, you know, we can't just completely turn our back on Israel. This is kind of a, you know, we we don't like the way things are going, but we don't want to start a war. So, okay, I I agree. I think this was an interesting move. Um, I'm kind of curious why. I mean, I'm, I'm asking a lot of questions, and John Kerry kind of answered them with his speech. He gave a big, stupid speech afterwards where he kind of like, this is the speech I've wanted to give in a long time, and it's very boring. I it, wish I could do the John Stewart version of this. Well, it's, it's just good, the, the trying to appease everyone position, essentially. I agree. Um, it didn't work, uh, that's for sure. I think when you kind of, you're trying to appease everyone, you end up, appease, end up appeasing no one. I think it kind of works here. Um, also, another thing is interesting, no, okay, go ahead. I'm, no, I, I just seen... don't, yeah, I don't feel like we have taken very much guff for that. I think we're, uh, our stand- From Israel, yeah. Um, I mean, whether or not you care, that's fair. Uh, well, it's a small country. Y- yes, but as opposed to us having voted for the, the it, you The know. thing is, this resolution, again, is toothless. We have to understand that. It doesn't really change right. much. It doesn't. Force them. Israel will never uh, literally said we're not going to do anything about this. We're going to, in fact, continue. Well, this is just that delicate international politics dance that you know we try not to. We, you know, uh, I said good day, sir. You know, it's it's that. Very... <laughs> I'll buy that. I, I really do buy that. I, I, but I, here's what I'll buy. I'll also buy that certain do symbols do have some physical recourse, you you would accept that. No, and I I think all of this subtle dancing stuff is going to go away in, what, 11 days when Trump comes in? Well, that's clear. And honestly, Netanyahu literally, like, tweeted that, honestly. He said pretty much, like, like, don't worry, January 20th, it all changes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I... I did almost like a Trump-ish, like, thing there. Well, that's the standard mocking of Trump, I think. There you go. Yeah. I'll take it. But I mean, they, you know, kind of getting into that—that's that's what I was kind of alluding to with uh, uh, B. Rock burning down the White House. There is the that whole idea of the the Russian thing. Like that has has me a little worried. Like, okay, just so the idea of great. kicking out all of the fucking ambassadors and or, or the dignitaries, I should say. It's not all. Uh, no, no, uh, uh, that group of dignitaries that were occupying that house. Okay. Um, what do you, what more do you know about this? It seems like you've done a lot more, a little bit more of the, sorry, conspiratorial research. I don't want to put you in that corner, but can you uh, tell me a little bit more that you know? <laughs> what What do you know? When did you stop beating your wife? I don't. The, I, I don't know how to phrase that in an. I'm so. I don't want to mean yeah. in a mean way. Well, let, let's talk about. Tell me more about in, what Infowars says about right, this. right. That's Let, all. Let's, how about that? let's talk about what the 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 common conception is. Sure. And then we can branch off Good into call. what uh, what the the lunacy is. Um, <laughs> you called it a lunacy. I didn't say that. 
I, dude, I don't. I, I'll I, say that it's a I, lunacy. Though. I believe everyone is equally. <laughs> like, I don't believe like Alex Jones. I don't believe CNN. Like, uh, that it, 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 I don't understand why that. Yeah. But there's things that you. Uh, but like one person is definitely going to be more biased than taking an entire media outlet. Because um, media outlets, you can. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Alex Jones a big, is a media. Infowars is a media outlet. Now. Okay, I'll like, grant you that is, now. If it's if it's other people talking and not, just, I just assume. You yeah, assume I mean, Russia Today way. is a media outlet. It is not, you know. Uh, they okay, yeah. Well, they got but, Larry King. <laughs> big deal. <laughs> no, but uh, what what is the the common uh, common man? Well, I guess I, I don't want to. Uh, I probably should pull up the uh, report. Um, but the common man approach, I should say, the layman's uh, take. Well, what, I don't know if I'm the what, layman. What, here. what are all the sheeple believing? I don't think I'm a sheeple. I got to say that's. <laughs> I, but uh, sure, I'll give it to you. Yeah, uh, what, what, that Russia the CNN, uh, Fox News tried to influence the election mm-hmm. with um, an, an influence campaign through Twitter, through all the way up to get leaking and probably have intermediaries to websites like WikiLeaks. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, you can <laughs> conclude whether what re- there's only like one other con- why would they do this? Why would they only attack the Democrats? Why would they specifically make this campaign RIP democracy for when Hillary lost? That's clearly one side. I don't think that can be argued that it was trying to get Trump elected. I, can you argue that? I'm uh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I, that's I, the I think that's the common opinion. Oh, you see, I, whether or not it was successful in its approach, or how, or to what extent that that can be argued, I, I would say. I think that's yeah, that's a bit more educated man's opinion. Okay, um, is I, it just Russia hacked us? Kind that, of that's the thing. Yeah, that okay. to me, that's the problem. Is that most people right now just think that Russia hacked the elections, and that is kind of the story that is it seems to be put forth by mainstream media. Well, to be fair, you don't listen to many mainstream media. I, well, that's the thing. I, I don't seek out mainstream media, but certainly as a person in the world, mainstream media like is what I am mostly mm, subject to. I don't know how you're subject to that. Um, Tell me. <laughs> uh, I guess through the the normal uh, things that I listen, you know, uh, normal I don't, news. No, uh, you don't listen to normal news. You just said you don't listen to anything other than no, that those, those are the sources. I said those are the news sources I seek out, but I, I You said you somewhat listened to CNN, but then I didn't quite get that. You said you kind of scrub that? I don't know. See, oh no, no. Like on your phone, is that what you said? I no, CNN is the uh I'll my, take CNN as okay, but you need to do more than you need you can't Jesus Christ. The thing is you can't just say I know what mainstream media is saying if you don't listen to any or read anything it, mainstream media is saying. Well no, that's the, most of the sources I listen to are dissecting mainstream media. I'll even take Twitter. Do you do you scrub Twitter? Uh, Twitter I find very useless. Okay, damn it. I was trying to give you a point. Really? A main, Twitter a, a is main, a fucking... It's a mainstream source. That, that just depends on who you fucking follow. Like, I can I can be on Twitter and follow Alex Jones. Like, that doesn't make it Fair a enough. good source. Okay, like, it's like Facebook it, is a source. Yeah, it's um, not... Uh, it's not... Uh, yeah, I guess I don't quite know where I stand on that one. I think it's like a quasi-source. It can be, you're right, it can't be. It depends. Right so I'm not going to trust that either. I'll say that's a why. Okay. But no, most of my exposure to mainstream media comes through the sources that I am consuming. So the uh, like no agenda show that that is okay. one of my go-tos. They are a media deconstruction show. They okay. literally play the clip from the ma- the actual uh, thing and then talk like, about it. I don't like I mean clips. I don't like I feel like that's 
can be contextualized. Oh, obviously, yes. But well, I mean, that you shouldn't just accept that uh, as your news source. Then I mean, walk. What? Y- yeah. Why? Why are you giving me that look? <laughs> <laughs> because that's not my only source, man. I mean, it, uh, okay. I do this for you, man. <laughs> I subject myself to this bullshit uh, so that I can fucking come in here and don't not just argue. Don't man. play that card. No, no. You can't, be, you can't play that card. No, it's the, it's the perspective I enjoy. If it's not amusing, I'm <laughs> not going to fucking go into it. You don't do anything you don't want to do. No, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no one's putting a gun to your head. You can listen. You can put on whatever podcast you want to listen to. Yeah. And you choose to listen to Russia Today and InfoWars and No Agenda. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> All right. So what are we talking about? I don't about here? know. I lost the track. Jesus but Christ. I got excited. Okay. Well, here's I guess. I we talking about Israel and the UN and we yeah. were going off. Um but the fact that you trust so, no one is very tough to kind of get you here. Uh cuz I don't trust the UN prank fact prank frankly, sorry, either. Mm-hmm. And uh that's difficult for me because I really really like the idea of the UN. Uh, I just think in practice it blows. Yeah. Um but no. I if if I was in charge, I would be an awesome dictator. I'm also big on the EU. I'm I'm big on all these international organizations that are preventing World War Three. I think after World War Two, they were really, really fucking trying, not to the extent of Stalin so much, but a lot of other people were trying really to prevent another fucking world war. Yeah. And but then, I uh, think that's actually probably one of the most noble things humans have ever come together and tried to do. Certainly. But uh, be aware of the military industrial complex. Yeah. And, I, and what's sad is it really, that was what, 1950? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Eisenhower? Yeah. Like it didn't take that fucking long after World War II. That's to realize, why he said it, because he saw it fucking happening. It's sad that we had didn't listen. And no one, it's not like maybe we didn't listen. It's like maybe we just simply couldn't stop it. And I don't know if there's a way to stop it. Is it this now? big just roller coaster that's been rolling down the hill for too much momentum? I mean, I, I don't feel, well, I, I was going to say I don't feel like Trump is going to stop it, but I do feel like Trump is um, a little bit more aware of it at least. You know, he was, uh, he got rid of, I think it was uh, a Lockheed contract and offered it to Boeing or the other way around. And there was some like upheaval with the stock prices because he was like shopping around for, you know, Raptor parts essentially. Right. Like, yeah. Yes, exactly. He fucked over Boeing, who's making the F-35. Um, I mean, whatever. Let's not, I don't want to go on that tangent so much, but I, I understand the military industrial complex a lot just because I think that I think there's got to be a way to start stemming it maybe and at least start bringing this shit to a on a different course. Certainly. Instead just Instead of o- going up, up, up slowly, that which is what we're doing, we need to literally tilt it the, to the t- tipping yeah, point. Yeah, but with will, a, a Republican down. Congress and- Oh, I'm Republican, not expecting that yeah, in the next exactly. four years, clearly. Exactly. I'm, I'm not expecting yeah. that. I mean, we-, we and But that was, my big, that was my big problem with Hillary, though, too, is Hillary would have just ratcheted, ratcheted that shit up as well. I don't- Hillary was a war hawk, man. I like, don't deny- I was about to say, I don't deny that. <laughs> uh, I do think that. Now, here's the thing is she's not the person who's going to really accomplish that. Right. I wish and, but Bernie no, Sanders would Nor was that her platform, that. yeah. And by Bernie the way, I don't have. agree with Bernie on everything. Let me just simply say, I'm not- No, I, I can't agree with everyone on anything. Or okay, all I'm, things anyone One says. of his big things is is tariffs and protectionism, which is weird because he agrees with Trump and I don't agree with that. But let's move on to a different- Let <laughs> me go back to <laughs> what you were saying with the military industrial complex. I just- um, I don't know if there is a way now. I'm not, that's kind of my cynical opinion, but it seems like 
Well, I mean, the way is that Lex Luthor takes over and everything is fucking well, beautiful. Okay, let's, <laughs> like, but let's also we notice— We have to eliminate war. Maybe, maybe <laughs> if there is a human connection here, and I guess it's not really working, but the militarization of our police and maybe more of it because of Trump and stuff. Because think about just simply all the toys. Like, we have so much fucking, like, extra shit that we didn't put in, in Iraq. I'm, I'm sorry. What, what, Tanks. Uh Take a step back. What do you Mil- over militarization? Oh, military industrial complex leading to what's mili- the larger leading to what? I'm sorry. Militarization of our police and our. Are you saying this is a good thing or a bad thing? Bad is what thing. I'm trying to. Bad okay, thing. gotcha. It's all a bad thing. Got really confused there. No, sir. so I was not complimenting. I was just kind of talking about it. Okay. Do not like this. I think it's the like honestly. So just because the of Trump's of presence, you you empire. sense a increase in that, correct? Uh, I I don't sense an increase in that. It's been like that before Trump even was a glint in people's eyes. Right, but he's not going to change the course. And if anything, it'll, it'll if ratchet anything, up, not you want to blame it on the military industrial complex, but taking hold. But it was simply the Iraq War. So you want to blame it on the Bush and Rumsfeld and and uh, well, I mean that's Rump, all military that, industrial complex. Sure, but I would say specifically in this situation, that's currently who we got problems with. I mean, it's specifically you know we can name them mm-hmm. Lockheed and stuff like that, and. Uh, McDonald Douglas, I guess, that kind of stuff. Are they still around? Yeah, I I'm think pretty they're... sure they're Boeing now. Maybe you're right. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I don't they, remember they these... got swallowed up by some either Boeing or Lockheed or uh, General yeah, Dynamics you're right. or something. Was... It, it's Boeing now, right? Correct. My bad. Wow, Shit. I don't really know many, I guess, flight uh, <laughs> technology companies. Um, because they all got swallowed up and there's like yeah. two of them now. <laughs> the only way I know them is because I would like, like, oh, this plane is this when I would build like a model of it when I was a nerdy kid or something. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah, we're but like globalization. It's weird that we all of our, and this is actually something that Eric Wheeler talked about and he kind of brought me to this point. Um, this is interesting. Do you feel like, he said basically there's a whole a military underclass and that we ha- are just completely disconnected from it in oh, this yeah, other yeah. class. And his proposal, obviously I disagree with it at the time, and I argued with him for about an hour about this, was we have a draft because he thinks that we should all have some sort of military service so we're not – so we haven't understand that that point of view. I'm assuming you agree with this. I'm, I'm a step further, man. Service guarantees citizenship. <laughs> Fucking, I am totally down with that. Why don't we watch Starship Troopers? That's, that's... It's on our docket. Yeah, it's been teased. Okay. It's been, uh, yeah. yeah. What a good movie. Oh, I love that movie. You know, I did not know it was allegorical for like the first four times oh, I saw it. <laughs> well, I you, was very young. Yeah, you were a kid when I was that just like, oh, little bugs shooting up. Exactly. No, there's a cool. lot of deepness to that. That's a yeah. great, uh, great movie. Um, I'm sorry, who's the director? I forget his name. That's uh, Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven. Uh, of yes. Showgirls fame. Total Recall. Um, love yeah. Total Recall. Yeah, yeah. And Hollow Man. Just, okay, why are you naming his worst movies? <laughs> you named Showgirls and Hollow Man. Yeah, I know. I was trying to give him some credit. Uh, RoboCop. There you go. Yeah, the original, the Thank good one. You. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> also a uh, uh, a proponent of co-ed showers. <laughs> you know what? A man ahead of his time. Indeed, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so getting back to the military, who, yeah, yeah. who do not allow co-ed showers. I root for? <laughs> No, I, I really, Drafting? yeah, no, I do, I totally believe it. No, no, I, I think S- it's, service to get- I, I literally think it's the step uh, beyond do you agree that. With I think uh, it's community the, service or something like that at home. Yeah, no, I, well, uh, the Israeli model isn't horrible. Um, you guys do, or you guys, you, you were, you did that's like the, the boy no, scout of it fair. or whatever. I'm not going to fly off the devil there. Wait, fly off the devil. What? That doesn't even make sense. That's weird. I don't know why I yeah, said that. That's, that's, uh, I'm mixing my metaphors. But you did like a week is like part of that thing. Right? <laughs> that's funny. Yes, that's true. Okay. It's not, I would, I, that's almost like summer camp with, with right, right. a military tinge. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I guess that's why I, I uh, lumped you a, in. A lot of uh, push-ups and shit. It was not fun all the time. A lot right. of running too. But they are uh, strictly military, right? Like everyone has to go into the military. Uh, uh, no, you for can two now years? do certain uh, uh, social services and civil services. Like, is it like uh, as far as like being someone like working at the DMV? Is um, it? Does it I go actually to that think extent? that might be correct for certain. Okay. Now, now, religious uh, Hasidim do do not do this. They try to get out, mm. saying they ha- ha- need to learn Torah. They like literally have an obligation to learn not just Torah, um, mm. Gemara or Jewish law or Talmud, if you will. There's a lot of that stuff. Jewish law. They have to literally read it every day. They have, mm. That's their mission in life. That's what they have to do. That's their job is to learn and learn and learn. Yeah. So that's what they say. I mean, it's a, a religious country, so I, I – I, yeah. That's their deferment. Exactly. Now, a lot of people are against that. This is a contentious right issue on. in Israel. They say you have to – Creates like an upper-class aristocracy sort of thing. Uh, by the way, it used to be that get it being claiming you were gay could get out of it. So uh, a lot of dudes would be like, I'm gay. Gotcha. To not kid to get to – But women point. have to go in, but gay guys don't? That's correct. I, I wonder what their lesbian that's, situation that's is. I think it's all changed now. Um, I think I wasn't even thinking lesbians. I was just like, you know, here we kind of kick gay guys out of the military because, you know, we didn't allow women in too. So we just kind of equated them. But like, you know, where you're in a country where women are part of the military and you're still kicking gay guys out, I got, like, I, I'm just confused, man. <laughs> like, you should be. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> you will be. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, but I think that, you That's know. That's uh, I mean, I, I, by the way, I do not agree with any of this for America, but go ahead. I'm going to listen. Well, yeah, my, my basic concept is, you know, 18 to 20 years old, we basically have uh, some sort of public conscription. So whether it's military training, whether it's, uh, you know, working at the DMV. Or, I like that. I, I mean, totally am on board with that. You know, obviously that we're going to have to have, you know, positions that, uh, not necessarily as physically capable people can do. So the, the, sure. I think that there is a, that would also alleviate a large burden I of say, the financial. I think this is a of, great idea and I want to do two things at once. I want to smush them together. Mm-hmm. I want to do one year less of college. Smush away. I want to do three years of college and the fourth year is a service year. Mm. One year. Uh, that would be part of a free college situation, I think. Public college. Yeah, yeah. Part yeah. of Bernie's free college tuition. Yeah, yeah. So part of service guarantees citizenship. It, you know, citizens get free college, but you have to have that service mm. to qualify We're becoming for that. very populist and socialist here. Uh, fascist. Both. Yeah, yeah. All three. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> but no, I think that that is like a big part of the problem with this country right now is just that people are are literally so disconnected. Like we were said, like there is the the people that are in the military and they are a military family and they grow up and, you know, their dad was in the military. And so that's what I'm going to do. You know, it's like being in Detroit. You know, my dad worked on the auto lines. I'm going to go work on the auto lines. Um, let me just make this take this point to make the most lame ask uh, liberal douchey. Um, approach to the troops Uh-oh. I fucking love them um, and I want to just say like I, this sounds so fu- I know I'm not saying this bad I really like don't quite understand it and when I see like movies about like warrants that I like instantly cry like I I feel fucking horrible about the fact that I did not serve like I really mm. feel bad about that like I told you earlier like I really felt bad about not going to West Point but it was like I was really against Bush and the Iraq war in like 2004 ish yeah. And that was tough for me. And I didn't know what to do. Anyways, I feel fucking bad about that. And I, I think a lot of people don't quite feel that way. Um, and even if they did, it's still not enough. Don't, I think- Don't he, worry, Obama's trying to push Red Dawn on us. So you might still have your chance. Does he's writing a new book? What do you mean? Obama's pushing Red Dawn? Yeah. 
uh, he's how is he doing shit now? He's he's pretty lame. Well, yeah, no, that's what I was saying earlier that he was trying to piss off the Russians and before uh, Trump comes in, pissing off the Russians is that does nothing to okay. All right, Can, <laughs> the, let me explain something to you. This is just me doing my derailment, Do you know what, sir. No, let me explain. This is very important because I think this needs Uh-oh. to be said about dictators. Uh-oh. Dictators you, you just put on a serious dictators face, guys. fucking laugh at you. They laugh at everything you fucking do because they know there is no at fucking. Me? No, I'm saying you, everyone in the world. You know how I usually talk to celebrities? Putin knows my name? I'm talking about everyone now listening. He thinks you're a fucking idiot and he's smarter than you. And you know what? He is. So does Hillary. Hillary does too. But you know who's smarter than Hillary? Putin. Putin. Okay? Way smarter. You know who's smarter than Barack Obama? Or who outsmarted him literally? You know who outsmarted the last three presidents we had? Yeah, Vladimir Putin. And you know how hard it was for him? Not hard at all. He laughs about it. He thinks you guys are fucking idiots. And you know what? We kind of were. We didn't understand his dictatorship because he hit it really fucking well. And now we understand it and it's out in the open because of this hacking bullshit. Now, I don't, it's always been happening. We've been doing this shit too. I agree. But his crazy bullshit, his extra special anti-human rights bullshit is now taking a different turn because now it's turning towards his former Soviet republics and an international sense. It's coming in Russia. It's coming in Syria. It came in Ukraine. It's already happening in Estonia and Latvia and Lithuania. And now it's happening in Georgia. If you listen right now, this is a very common thing. And this is what happens with dictators. And maybe he's not going to get as far as Hitler is because he's not as powerful militarily. But you know what? He does have 8,000 nukes. And if there's only one way, and I'm going to repeat Gary Kasparov on this, who's maybe the smartest man in the fucking world. Sorry. There's only one way to stop a dictator. And you have to actually stop him. And that's it. I don't like any of this nappy-pappy bullshit about, oh, we're going to have a conversation with him, and I'll blame Hillary on this, or you're going to have a fucking reset button with him. He laughs at that bullshit. There is no way you can reason with people like this. You stop them, and if you don't stop them, you know what? You are simply waiting for that war to come later. And you know what happens later? Better technology, crazier wars. And more and more consequences. You deal with problems as soon as they happen and you don't put them off. This is to you, Mr. Barack Obama. I know you would never, ever listen. <laughs> you know, I'm talking to you. You do not put shit off. You do not try to say, okay, my next president will take care of this. I know it's going to be Hillary. Well, you fucked up. And you fucked up big because you didn't let the Democratic Party do what they do best. And that's appeal to the actual middle class of this country. Wait, whoa. I'm saying this. I'm talking to Barack still. Bur- you're su- I'm saying he's responsible as the president of the Democratic Party and not and not doing his proper job to ensure his legacy in many ways, being hubristic on the this includes a million ways about on the foreign stage as well. The way he was overconfident in pretty much everything he did showed and mm. it's showing right now. And it's really fucking embarrassing. And it's leading to four years of. Digression. Yeah. Regr- thought, sorry, regression. I thought you were saying uh, B-Rock orchestrated the election. Uh, no, he just didn't do his clear. part. Yeah. Well, no, it's pretty clear he didn't want her. Well, okay. You support, you, you know what you do? You talk to Debbie Wasserman Schultz and you say, you know what, you fucking idiot. Or you talk to uh, Donna Brazil and you say, what the fuck are you doing? Well, that, that was beyond his control. He stole it Don't from her in the shit. first place, he's man. He's this powerful like, man and he's also the head of the Democratic he's Party. He's also a lame and duck. You know what? Like, well, you know what? I don't care. You have to do your job domestically for your party to ensure your legacy. This is something that he did not quite get. I, I don't may, know why. Well, maybe, maybe he's ensuring his legacy by letting the world destruct after he's done. I don't think he wanted that. 
Uh, Clearly. Well, no, no one knew Trump was going to win. No one thought Trump was going to win. But at this point, it's, the you know worse it's, Trump it's does, simple. the better I'll Barack I'll put it down looks. to simple naivete. That's mm. what I'll put it down to. Mm. Whether it's you think that, honestly, this after electing you twice, you thought, you know what? There's no way they're going to elect Donald Trump or any other Republican. Look at these idiots. And you know what? We all kind of agreed with you looking at those early debates, looking at those morons on the stage. It was embarrassing. Like the, those were the worst early debates in the world. The Republican debates. Oh my mm. god, with nine of them, like yeah. all saying that you know evolution was bullshit. It was embarrassing. It's bullshit. Okay, really? No, well, you don't believe that <laughs> shit. Wait, stop! stop fr you're frustrating me. Even I'm already pissed. There's no, I can't go up from ten. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I'll calm down. The point is, I think there's a lot of blame to go around, and I'm kind of spewing it all over the place. But the key is to simply keep our eyes on the ball, I guess, and try to like really, really, really think about what we've done as Democrats and as not just Democrats, anyone who's not a Trump voter or well, any, or not just Trump voter. I don't blame all the voters because a lot of them are due. I'll say Trump-esque person, person that really goes that way. And it's not that many of this country. I'll, I'll say it's even as little as 30%. I'd like to cycle back to something you kind of Sorry, touched on. No, no, that's fine. Um, that... Is not necessarily at least my conception, or I don't think anyone else. Uh, well, whatever. Uh, who is Mr. Vladdy Poots? Uh, That's how, good. Let's get back to him. Yeah. How? Uh, like, I never conceived of him as any sort of genius mastermind. I okay. Always, uh, you should. Uh, do you know? Okay. What did he? What do you think he did before? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm acting like a douche right now. You are a douche. That's fair. I'll take it. But I I've feel just like, come to expect it. You sir. know what? I'll take this. Uh, uh, he was KGB. He uh, was like literally in charge of like killing people for uh, no. Uh, you think I, I didn't say a thing? So oh. I, clearly, I agree. Okay. <laughs> There's no. You, you were giving me weird faces. You said so. he was a, a, a major member of the KGB who killed people. How can I disagree with that? Well, That's like I, fact. Okay. You're, Literal effect. Uh, I I try. Not like fact. I try. <laughs> I, I'm not always aware of where the line between what is generally conceived of as conspiracy and what is mainstream. Uh, there's a so lot that's I, on his Wikipedia page yeah, okay. that talks about that. I but mean, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about the man. I don't so. think he would ever deny KGB stuff. Like that's clear. Uh, well, no, but as soon as I started that. saying like, yeah, whatever. Uh, so, Killing people? Yeah. He won't admit that, but right. that's okay. fucking clear as it, well. It just – by being as part of the KGB, like, do we assume all CIA operatives have killed no, people? No, 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 no. We can point to specific people. Right, okay. Uh, not just, like, a couple, like, hundreds of people. This is why I'm asking. My <laughs> my knowledge of Vladdy Poots is, is uh, cur also, cursory at best. Let's also talk about his people. He, he, he killed people recently, like— he killed. A, he like killed a couple people like like last year, like this month. Well, like, that, and that's the thing. People, people disappear. People disappear. But fucking, uh, you know, we can get into what is that dude's name? Uh, Seth Rich. Like, I mean, there are people that disappear on our side too. So that are you know get get killed. How? Uh, do you do you know the Seth Rich thing? Don't. Is this a okay? So this is probably uh, more in the conspiracy world. Then. Okay, but is this? Uh... Okay. Okay. I, all right. I'll, let, I'll hear you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just, it's okay. It's one example of one possible conspiracy theory. No offense. I'm sorry. That's the only way I got to know how to put this. So that doesn't mean that there is a system of it. That's all. Where in Russia, it's a clear system that pretty much everyone on the world stage agrees happens. No, no, no. Yeah. And so Whereas I don't think you'll find everyone agreeing 
that we do it too. That, that's the thing. It, it, that's uh, why I think there's a clear problem here with what your Nazi, view is Nazi on Germany, Russia uh, versus the U.S. Yeah, Nazi Germany, Stalinist Russia, uh, Mussolini. It was a very clear uh, sort of. Uh, uh, governmental-wide sort of thinking. Uh, the way that it manifests in America is individuals. Individuals want power and small groups. It's okay. not a, can, you know, when we talk about conspiracies, we're not talking about everyone in the fucking government, you know, trying to keep a secret. Okay. We're talking I'm about a board. few people you just, grabbing you power. You just sold me. Fine. I, I, <laughs> I don't disagree that that might happen. And in fact, it's, I'm sure it does happen on I mean, occasion. it happens in business. It's going to happen in politics. Exactly. Like, I would mostly mark that up to the fact of where- Military industrial complex is all money. It's sure, all fucking- like, Again, people can- Billions and trillions that's of all, dollars on the line. People are going to fucking gonna die. People are going to find loopholes like, in more free market capitalism. That's all I just accept. And they're going to take advantage of everyone and all that. Blah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, so, I'm saying more governmental systemic. That's a clear thing that's happening with Putin- and it's not just the fact that he's, I mean, it's also happening with other governments too. And we, obviously North Korea, we can mm -hmm. talk about, we can talk about Bashar al-Assad, we can talk about others too. But well, the reason why we have to focus on Putin is clear, right? Uh, not, uh, well, let's make it clear. So what, who, Trying who to. is Vladimir Putin? Like you, you just kind of like brushed off that he's like smarter than Barack and smarter than fucking everyone else. So well, I may, that, I, that comes as news to me. So where, what's I going think on there? It, I don't think it should come as news. Um, mostly because he's managed to pretty much get what he wants in the world stage and domestically mm -hmm. for the better part of 10 years. And the way it was orchestrated- But is that genius or is that just uh, uh, well, balls? Well, uh, evil genius, if you will. I mean, is it just uh, the the will it's to both. do what others won't? Is that is that genius? Um, that's a, again, we're, this is an O'Brien question. Right. Um, I would say, in, or I again, should, I should say the better question it, is: It's like saying is Hitler a genius, or is Joseph Goebbels a genius? Well, you know what? Joseph Goebbels was some sort of propaganda genius. I got to give it to him; he's a fucking evil person. But yeah, I know Brian would get on me for saying evil. We'll talk about we, oh, we got to save the evil one. Yeah. That's a good one. By but the way. I, I guess the better question <laughs> is: Does does Putin's genius go beyond just his will to do what others won't? Yeah, well, because he's a modern genius, and he's a he's a genius in the sense of that he also he's a genius on many levels. Like he's also a good uh, propaganda genius in addition to his power hungry genius. Mm. So he's kind of like got a little Goebbels in him, where he's very good, and he also understands the internet and technology better than pretty much every other president. And also specifically, it's just power. He just has that power to control technology. To we had Edward Bernays. We invented propaganda. What? Nothing. Well, yeah, it is nothing. Because it's not the same now. It's really not the same. I, 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 okay? Okay, the fact that you say that you know really gives me a little hope. But you have to clearly see this stuff. And the, the freedom of the press is such a big deal to me. And it is to you that we can't like just, just be like, okay, it's a wash. America does it too. So you know what? Meh, Putin's not that bad. We should talk to him and appease him. And you know what? It's okay if he takes over Georgia and kills people and makes eh, You know what? We're going to excuse it because, you know what? It's a wash. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying well, is that- Well, that's what it amounts to to me. I got to say, that's what I hear. Well, no. What I'm saying is that this right now is bullshit. If you want to attack him for going into Georgia, if you want to attack him for the shit that went down in Syria, if you want to attack I do. him- No, but that's not what's being proposed as the current motivation. Right now, it is all about okay. this hacking bullshit that is- <laughs> I agree. 
Yeah, you're right. A hundred percent. Well, no, I think we have to do yes. It's a yes and. It's, it's well, a, and that, that's the thing. It, it feels like well, uh, you're right. It's long overdue in my mind. Right, but it feels like this is the I guess the straw that broke the camel's back. Or, but no one wants to admit that all of this other stuff is tied in here. Everyone's just kind it, of attacking me, on this one superficial level that okay. just seems bullshitty, and we don't want to come to terms with you like why we're actually fighting. I will. That's true. I agree with everything you say. Um, I do want to address the point of America doing this shit too. America does do this shit. I mean, America, when we talked about how they spied we on- We fucking install dictators. <laughs> like, I mean, it's- uh, I don't disagree with any of this. America <laughs> spies on our allies. We spy on Merkel. Like, like, yeah, like we, we hacked on, her phone. <laughs> literally, yes. So I just, I, you're right. The argument that we do this too is yes. The answer is yes. The, the argument that the U.S. does it to that extent is a huge, huge chasm to me that needs to be stated. And that chasm is the difference between a big fucking deal between murdering your people and a free election government. But no, 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 no. Those things Without are- com- the electoral college. Right, right. But those things are completely divorced right now. If we want to fucking talk about Russia's humanitarian crimes, if we want to talk about what they do to fucking, uh, what is that? The press? Uh, What's that? Oh, I was going to say the, the press. Yeah, the, the press, or I was thinking of that band. I can't remember. Pussy Riot. Pussy Riot. Yeah. I mean, if we want to talk about how they actually treat their people and the the actual affronts that they've done, sure. But right now, it just feels like we're bitching about them releasing things that were true. Yes, they might, even if they, okay. So assuming that Russia actually did these hacks, which is a whole different thing we have to talk about in and of itself. But assuming that Russia actually was behind these hacks, they didn't do anything malicious other than release information that we really should have known going into voting for these things. They released information about the I'll, bullshit behind the scenes I'll, in the DNC, listen, screwing agree. Bernie and going with Hillary. That's they re- part of it. That was some of it. Yeah. Okay, sure. I grant you that. And I like transparency. I agree. Yeah, they were giving us the transparency that we don't get in and of ourselves. I don't, again, I don't disagree, but you have to agree that there was other stuff besides that. What? Well, okay. Um, There was other campaigns like Twitter campaigns and such and social media campaigns and and the way Russia today, I'm sorry, presents all of their coverage. Yeah, but everyone's biased. Again, okay, but we don't. So I mean, it, wow! I just. I mean, the, that's not an answer to me. No, but the way the campaign finance reform—it's like you're just deflecting and saying, "Well, yeah, but look at you. But yeah, look at all these people. Yeah, I understand that, but the extent and the chasm is different." No, but the the way that it's being portrayed in the media is the the uninformed are under the impression that Russia changed our election, that Russia installed Trump no, as our president. No, 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 no. That no, no, no. We don't think that. No one thinks that. Well, I mean, they congre- they literally tried to have him elected. Do you disagree? Uh, they they supported one candidate more than another. Certainly, okay, what yeah. does that mean, Sean? Come on, they tried to get him elected. Did okay? There is yeah. reports of them celebrating when Trump got elected, right? You know that about that? Yeah. Okay, so you don't deny there's that there's lots one of person who want to get elected. I, this is a, yeah. the fact that I'm even arguing this is a joke, by the way. No, but what, what I'm saying is they they could have established a pack. They could have just put out fucking campaign let me, ads. Let me also kind there's, of just, it's so weird it's because- It's no different. It's like process of elimination to me in many ways. It's like, what is the fucking one thing that Trump really didn't waver on in many different ways? He wavered on most policies and, and has gone wishy-washy on many things. What, are you going for the wall? Or? I'm going for Russia. There's one oh. thing he hammered home and he did not go yeah. waver on. He he always consistently said Russia defended them, gave them the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt, defended anything Putin did to call Putin a strong leader. Because they're the only ones that lended money. 
okay. Wow. Okay, you believe that, huh? Good. What's... That's awesome. Okay. I didn't, didn't know you, you, you thought that you think that Trump is on Putin's payroll? No, no. Uh, you said they lent him money. Right, right. The, the uh, American banks don't lend to Trump anymore. So he has had to go to foreign banks, and most of them are Russian banks. That That is who funds well, the majority we don't of his projects. That. We don't know that. Because uh, he won't release his taxes. Right, well, Clearly. Okay, the assumption is most of them are Russian banks. Uh, he's um, definitely not getting money Trump from American banks. I would Trump supporters would deny that. Uh, that's, that's certainly possible. Uh uh, I would not deny that. I think it's like almost again like process of elimination. It's like you're hiding everything else but this. Clearly, I mean, even yeah. just the fact that the Bank of China has a floor in Trump Tower is like a crazy conflict of interest. That's kind of creepy to me. You know what I mean? The, well, the, yeah, all, all of the fact that he's keeping any of his ties to anything is is creepy and bad and should be stopped. And yes, I my. It's that's just creepy and bad. It's like it's really almost disqualifying. It is disqualifying, and it should be. Uh, I really should be. Mm, I I don't know. the The more I hear anti Trump rhetoric and bullshit, the more I just rage against it and am okay with him. Uh, well, that's your con contrarian um, true yeah. personality, and I do get that because I have a little bit of it too. I mean, but it's just it's just so overwhelming at this point. It's just, I mean, you that's know. also because you're really at oh shit in tune with the um, the Hollywood community. That's true. You live in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, you are not living in some sort of uh, yuppie Republican area. You live yeah. in a pretty, uh, I would say, Democratic area. Oh yeah, North my, Hollywood. I would I, say my my Facebook feed is entirely uh, anti-Trump liberal. Uh, what do you think mine like, is? So yeah. I mean, I I feel what you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. and I do kind of, dis and even more than that, I have a big thing against liberals and lefties because. Even though I'm one of them, obviously they disagree with me on many of the sort of uh, foreign policy Islam-esque mm -hmm. issues. Uh, so I do have a big issue, honestly. And I, I even said like a couple episodes ago, I really do hate these Hollywood douches. And which is sad because I don't really hate them. I just, I get sick of some of the stuff I hear. I just hear it so much and it's so predictable and uh, and cringeworthy. And it's just, it's, also I expect more. It's like, I really, I want them. Uh, well, the problem is so much of it is just posturing. So much of it is just trying to be on the right side of history and essentially getting free press. It, it's my problem with charity in general, in that charity is always done for selfish reasons. No matter how much you want to lie to yourself, in the end, you're doing it because it makes you feel better you about to, yourself. O'Brien will be upset if we didn't save this altruism yeah, topic. I think we've done this but, before. But. Well, okay. I do disagree. I do think there are actual selfless people who are altruistic. I have met, okay. I'm not going to name, I'm not going to name names. I have met literally, I'm going to name, uh, I'm not going to name names. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I'll, <laughs> three people in my life, literally mm. three. I, I am not included. Yeah. <laughs> I am not fucking included. So I, I'm going to say that they are fucking rare, but they do exist. So I do think there are actual people who really do Genu genuinely would do something altruistic without any sort of personal benefit. Sure. There are also people that are insane geniuses and there are also people sure. that are serial killers. I just, so like, yeah, and we what, should recognize what percentage of, of humanity do you think deserves this moniker? If we're talking numbers here, yeah. uh, I would say less than 1%. Exactly. Yeah. But so, you know what? I mean, it's why inconsequential. Is it bad? Why is it bad to hold up our heroes and people who are role models? They're role models. Oh, yeah. No, no. They certainly should be. I just don't think that that is uh, helpful in the larger conversation about what the everyman is thinking. Um, 
Yeah, that's true, I guess. All right, whatever. Uh, we got uh, off topic. Yeah, but no, I do actually want to drive us back to uh, uh, this this Vladdy Poots thing. Yeah, uh, me too, actually. What, what, <laughs> what is his, uh, what's his education? What is, like, why is he so smart? I'll look him up while we continue talking, because I really yeah. do want to get some facts straight. Um, he is very smart. He's just a generally clever man. And he's also good at charming people. I listened mm. to a couple of his interviews. Have you ever seen him in, in, a, in a, an interview? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, he's quite charming. Hmm. Uh, and I mean this on an objective standpoint. I don't mean Trump charming. Like Trump is like boorish, vulgarish, like funny. Uh, no, he's uh, charming. B-Rock uh, charming? In a different way, but yes, mm-hmm. um, political charming. In the sense that you do, he has a way with words actually that's kind of better than Barack. He's hmm. very biting hmm. and he chooses his words well, hmm. very well. Like he, maybe it's the translations that I'm yeah, hearing, yeah. obviously, but he- he has a way of pretty much answering every question to get a good response from his um, audience. Uh, he knows his audience better than any standard very comedian. Populist. Extremely. Like I've seen him in a bunch of interviews with like, for How instance- How else do you uh, win by 90%? One with, one, I'll, I'll just recommend one with Fareed Zakaria because everyone knows Fareed Zakaria. It's kind of interesting to see him in action. He's from CNN. Anyways, um, anyways his, his responses are good. In many ways, almost like Richard Spencer is good. Like, obviously, I disagree with like everything they say, but you know, they're really good at defending what they have to say, mm. and and doing and and smart and and biting and quick and witty about it. So you got to give him that, and I believe that comes from being a KGB agent who's designed to talk and deal with foreign people. Mm. He knows how to deal with non-Russians, and this is very something very similar r- religious people do, and is that they they. They change their bo- entire complexion and and res- and body language and everything when someone who's not a member of their tribe is around. Hmm. Uh, this isn't obviously this, this isn't just Pavati pl- and this is like an every human nature thing. Like so, everyone does this, including me. So I'm just saying it's it's natural. And Russians, uh, I don't want to sound too bad about this, have a little bit more of this than a lot of people. Hmm. It comes from a little bit of their history being. Being a guard, having to be guarded because you're always being watched. They consider themselves the guardians of the East, way mm. the way that we consider consider ourselves the guardians of the West. And whether you disagree, I disagree. Whatever. No. That's, that's what I'm saying. This is all. We were the only two superpowers. For that's like, clear. <laughs> but I'm saying even before that, there is. They felt this way when in like the 1700s, when like um, Peter the Great was was their king, mm. and there they had this big sw- sense. Yeah, of, we do forget that they've been a superpower a lot longer than they, we have. The Romanov dynasty is something that everyone should study because it's literally the most modern and longest running uh, monarchy, and pretty much any source of government. It's like 400 years. Mm. That's a long time for yeah. anything. Uh, even the Roman Empire would be like, oh, oh shit, that's. Romans were like a deuce, right? Uh, No, no. They went to about the year three something. I mean, if you can also consider the Eastern Empire, Byzantine Empire. So we're talking before, you know, we're talking like 550 BC to like- Oh, okay. uh, 300 years ish. Yeah. So it's, yeah, 350. Right on. You know, we're coming up on that. US, you know, nothing to sneeze at. Uh, Yeah, yeah, not really. Okay. Anyways, Russia. Um, They have this idea of being different. And they had this thing with Peter the Great was that they all wanted to dress like the members of like the colonials, like like French people who were like Mm. the guardians of the West in that time, like obsessed with enlightenment shit. This is like 17 something. And um, so they always were like, do trying to turn to the West a little bit, like take a little bit up from it, mm. but still retain their Eastern mentality. And there will always be this cycle of monarchs that was kind of like Western facing and Eastern facing and Western facing and Eastern facing. And it's very similar to kind of what we had in the Soviet Union, where we had certain uh, of the premiers w- were like very much insular and being like, you know, we need to n- hold on to what's Russian. And the other ones are like, no, we need to kind of force that on others. Well, clearly, obviously, Stalin and others like that. Yeah. But I'm saying... There's also these this sense of 
not just the other, but that they have to have to be there as a bulwark and a and you're gonna agree with this completely because you think like Russia today and many of these kind of are that that bulwark, that big thing, that superpower that can stand up to American uh, corruption, if you will, or yeah. any everything America does wrong. And I would think that America needs something like that. Yeah, definitely. We but, we need a counterbalance. But like we- I just simply think Putin is not the fucking answer. He is a horrible, horrible dictator. And we need to say that many, many times because it doesn't seem to be sinking in enough. I don't understand this. Do we just not say it because he has nukes? That's probably one reason from some people. Mm. Um, I don't think we say it because... We don't even call him our enemy. They, and O'Brien used this term earlier, and I mean, I, I mean, it's used all the time, is foreign adversary. Adversary is a word that you hear in like every other yeah. article, just like you hear toothless in, in fucking UN articles. The point is, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get why we don't. Well, I'm starting to think it's becoming kind of the new proxy war. The new Vietnam is essentially this idea of cyber warfare, the idea that we can kind of maintain those Cold War uh, interests while not necessarily sacrificing what we were in the Cold War. There is no doubt I agree with you there. I think it's really, really interesting that you can kind of score this, you might disagree, as a cyber win for Putin. And we might have had cyber wins that we don't know about, but this is clearly a cyber win. And Putin's goal was to simply, and this is not just for Trump, this is for all of Europe as well, which is extremely important to him, Marine Le Pen. Marine Le Pen is on his payroll. Everyone knows this. Marine Le Pen, I, I don't know if you, do you remember from mm. my other podcast, whatever, she's French uh, nationalist, kind of like the French Trump. Okay. Not elected yet, probably not going to get elected in shit, a couple weeks, holy right shit, on. something like that. Anyways, um, the point is he, she's on his payroll. So he's trying to get these specific kind of right-wing, conservative, very crazy ethno-nationalist style, sorry calling him that, and everyone Trump supporters is going to go crazy, um, governments in mm-hmm. general. And that's his goal. He knows that, that he can't have an all-out war with the U.S. That is not a win. Not even close. Even yeah. with all of his nukes, not fucking close. If he, he knows this because he's got generals. Everyone knows this. You know, I'm sure you know this too. If Russia was to take every other fucking country in the world against us, they would lose in a week or less. That's not even, that probably doesn't even let us take out our nuclear arsenal. Conventional warfare, we would win in a week. So the point is, he knows anything he does is a very, very ridiculous suicidal act if he ever does come to actual blows. So everything he does is slight and little bit and trying to have you know, without any specific conflict because he's testing the waters. And we've seen like that- Like Israel is in the West Bank. Sure. <laughs> I'll take that. I just don't want to get off topic. Yeah. The point is, I think, I think Ukraine and Crimea is an example of that. Not to mention this, and it's just simply, we're Americans, we're douchey, we're selfish. Mm-hmm. We only notice this shit until it hits home. Oh yeah. Just like 9-11, oh, that sounds bad too. We don't quite notice terrorism until it hits us. We yeah. just kind of ignored it for many, many, many years. We still ignore it. Uh, no, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I think that the Nice thing and the Berlin thing was on every fucking news source. I, I think everyone knew about them in the mainstream America. Uh, yes, but we forget very quickly. Like nine eleven. That's true. Was... That's because we're idiots. But I don't exactly. Like we're we're getting better, but we're still not. We still don't view that in anywhere near the same way as we viewed ours. You know. I guess what I'm saying is is now it's kind of just simply hit home for Americans and Americans won't tend to do shit, whether it's Pearl Harbor, whether it's 9-11 or this, until we actually see proof of it. It 
kind of affect us. And maybe it's not proof to you, but to pretty much everyone who did not vote for Trump, it's pretty much clear proof that Russia is behind a lot of these really evil things in the world. And I think Mm -hmm. that they kind of let the curtain fall, if you will. And, you know, they didn't quite want to do it so blatantly. Sure. But the point is, they they were doing it subtly and they were kind of doing it in such a way that would like let them kind of slide a little bit. You know, hey, come on, I'm just Putin. Don't worry. I'm just going to take a little bit of here and a little bit of this one county in Georgia. Not a big deal. And we're like, okay, because you have 8,000 nukes. And uh, yeah, we don't want to really do crazy to shit. But you know what just happened um, this past week? Mm. We sent 87 tanks to Croatia and uh, Estonia and the Russian border. This is the most tanks we've ever had in Europe since World War II. Mm. Pretty bitty big deal. So why are tanks there? Tanks only have one fucking reason. This is not a this is not a big uh, fucking mystery what tanks do. They deliver so, flowers. Yeah. So I mean, like, there's only one answer here, and we have to understand what's going on. And it, it is an escalation. And this is an escalation that's I don't know whether we want it to happen. Uh, I don't know if it's inevitable. I don't quite understand it, but I do understand that the man behind it is really really scary. Hmm. And I do want that to be clear that we have one main, most powerful enemy right now, and that is Vladimir Putin. And he is clearly the most dangerous man in the world. And that needs to be said over and over and over again. That's all. Yeah. No, it makes it makes sense. The, I guess one of the things that really pisses me off about this whole hacking thing and the, the emails and whatnot is that w- we are no one is taking the blame for things that we could easily solve. Uh, encryption. No one wants to fucking bring it up, but all those assholes have to do is encrypt their goddamn email so that it is less likely to be okay. hacked by these I people. I agree. I agree. This is, seems like a little victim blaming, but I'll take it. I agree. I think everyone else should agree. Cybersecurity is a big fucking issue, and Democratic as well as Republican Party better step up their fucking game. They don't want to. It, they don't want to uh, legitimize encryption, though, because if they start using encryption, basically they, they've been telling us for the last 10 years that only criminals criminals encrypt their email. They want us to they want to be able to read our email. So if they start saying that the encryption that they have to use encryption that's basically just tacit agreement that not only criminals use encryption. So I just simply think that they can read all of our emails. Um any, they, anyone can. Uh not, I, a, not I, a few encrypt. Uh I don't know about that. I've just from literally watching this one segment with Edward Snowden. Yeah. It seems like I, I don't want to be conspiracy like this, but it seems like they can fucking read almost every email that you send. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, if they really have a target on you, they can decrypt encrypted emails, certainly. But it takes a long time and it takes a lot of effort. Whereas emails that are sent just uh, from from me to you through our Gmail, that is certain. That is just Google searchable for them. But that's if, what I kind of mean. Right, right, yeah. Standard for most people for us, it's Gmail, right? Right, right. For standard, any open email that is unencrypted, yes, they have they whatever. It's the the books are open. When once you go through the process of actually encrypting that email and sharing a key with the person that you're encrypting or you're sending that to, then it is basically, from my understanding, it takes most people a few weeks of password hacking and, and unencrypting to try and get something out of that message. So you really have to be uh, targeted in order for encryption to to not be helpful. Um, so, you know, everything that can be done with a computer can be undone with a computer eventually. But the idea is that we would be a lot safer if we 
you know, would just take the time to actually practice standard safety protocols. And this was a huge thing. This was the whole fucking Hillary email server thing. Like, you know, it's just, they don't have the fucking foresight to protect themselves. And then they go out and bitch when something actually happens. Okay. I accept that. (laughs) It's a yes and here. I just think the problem is that we have to simply obsess over these hacks, whatever happened. Just got to say, okay, full stop, period. We need to investigate them and honestly look at them in a global sense without looking at it politically, objectively, part- partisanly. And I think that's not being done by one, per- clearly, one person. Right. And everyone else kind of is actually on board with this, even the entire Senate. Well, no, we should definitely be looking into this from a security standpoint, and we should be trying to make our our systems as secure but as possible. But don't you understand that there's one person who's in charge of our security, who is absolutely in charge of every one of you and our foreign security or whatever that is, and who does not believe that stuff? Who? Mr. Oh, what's his name? You're saying that Trump is the only fucking person that's in charge of this shit? I'm saying he by far has the most power. He hasn't. He been, doesn't have any power yet. Wait a week. Wait two. Right, and all of this shit already happened. Like there, there has been years of lax security as far as anything uh, computer has gone in I the federal don't government. Don't disagree. I guess I'm just simply saying it's going to get worse. That's all. Uh, I'm not necessarily convinced of that. Um, I, I do think that Trump has uh, a a concept of at least what is possible in industrial espionage. Um, I do think that he has you a— You think he really understands the intricacies of international espionage? No, no, not the intricacies, just what is possible. So the idea that we do How ha- would he ever understand that? Does he have any idea? Why, why would—what would make you think he has any idea? He has, he doesn't, he know he has no attention span. You know, he doesn't listen to any briefings. You know, he doesn't read mm, any books. No. He literally hasn't read a thing. What does he hear? He reads, he goes on Vanity Fair and reads Twitter. How would you think he has any idea what any actual intelligence agency would do? He doesn't like, he doesn't agree with any of the briefings. Uh, not intelligence agency. I, I'm or saying. any that, foreign, whatever you said, for, I'm sorry, foreign intelligence. What did you use? I'm sorry. I don't even know. But There's something to the to synonym of that. Sure. I'm not even sure what you're referring I'm to. I guess I'm saying the one man who is in charge of our security abroad, he's not in charge of our security necessarily here as much, right? You know, I mean, like our our, phys, our actual security of like, you know, falling on our head and killing ourselves. It's not I, his job to protect us from our from that. It's his job to protect us from foreign enemies. Uh, sure. As the commander in chief of our military, certainly. But that, I, that doesn't mean that he is the only person. And that doesn't... <laughs> I agree. I wish that were so. That's not the case, though. Right, but we're— we're You have to understand he has all-encompassing power when it comes to this kind of stuff. Well, he doesn't yet, and that's the problem. We're still arguing about what may or may not happen. The fact is that these fuckers have been in charge of this shit for the last 30 years, and no one's done a goddamn thing about it. So to start blaming Trump for fucking shit that hasn't happened yet is kind of bullshit, and that's my big problem with the media right now. Well— you're okay. I don't think that's your big problem with the I'm not, media. I'm not is saying he's really? going to fix everything, but your big problem is that they're not giving Trump a chance. Well, the idea that you know, if this was if this was flipped, if Hillary was fucking in office, you better be damn sure that all these Hollywood douchebags would be on their fucking soapboxes yelling at every goddamn redneck that they have to fucking respect Hill Dog so as their new. That's your problem. I see. Okay. It's just the hypocrisy. The fucking the the idea that we go through this every fucking eight years. Whoever fucking loses is going to throw up a big 
big goddamn shitstorm and not my fucking president. We have to get past this fucking stupid ass system and get to something that all American, or at least a majority of Americans can get behind. We need, a, a president needs to be a leader, a unifier, not a fucking divider. And that is all this fucking bipartisan sportsification of politics is ever going to continue to give us. I completely agree, and I want to piggyback on the sportsification. Um, I think, and I wanted to kind of even write this on Facebook, which I fucking never do. <laughs> I want to write, if you know a conservative person, and this really does mean a lot to me, who you know generally votes Republican or whatever, and disagrees with Trump's policies and talks about it, that is someone you got to fucking thank to your heart's content all fucking day. The way that I just, like— gushed over troops and you should thank them all the time and tell them how important they are. This is the way you should treat a conservative who treats his principles better than a person like Trump. The person who understands, yeah, okay, I do want conservative principles to be enacted, but I'm not going to support unconservative principles. And when you look at Trump, honestly, you really would disagree with him on many things. There are so many unconservative things that he does that people will just go on board with because they're just fucking following the leader. And I think that's really fucking common nowadays and you need to pat someone on the back who really does follow principles and not the sportsification and team-oriented politics. That is rare and almost like as rare as these altruists and these troops really fucking thank them. Like literally go up to them and say, thank you for doing what you're doing because you really need to start encouraging this kind of behavior. And if someone else hears that, they're like, holy shit, that's true. We have to really Take that for what it's worth. That's not an everyday thing that someone can be like, yeah, I really hold my principles higher than I hold uh, a normal tribal loyalty. That is against normal human nature, and that is really commendable. And I really think that's rare. Again, diamonds in the rough. (laughs) Shit. That was close. When the politicians keep politicking before you with exceptional individuals not even that's just what society is sure. a good one with the show well the better ones man. do more of that but essentially any society is i don't know the better ones i just encourage that i don't know and do more of that and support that boom are you o'brien is he to the boom never know we didn't talk about the uh the chicago thing wow jesus well o'brien will like that we saved it for him